I feel like there are different classes of females who are looking specifically for guys who are just kind of like well off in terms of their finances, as opposed to women who are just looking for like a lifetime partner. Um, so I think that that's definitely debatable on who you ask. Right, right. So yesterday we had a discussion around, I guess, marriage and, and the male perception of marriage. One of my followers in, in one of the groups, he had posted, men do not enter into a marriage contract with the government. So he's, he's looking at and evaluating the government entity part. And then he also went, he kind of went very deep with it, you know, about, okay, if you're looking for a submission from a woman, then go get rich, right. Or get your money. Right. Up. And the other one was, um, Oh, goodness, excuse me. I can't remember. What, what was the other one he said? Oh, looks, get ripped, get your body together. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I thought to myself, he's a 25-year-old black male, and, and this is how he feels with his women view the value of a man. Like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. You know? So I went to just thinking about some of the difficulties that myself and other women who are in our profession typically experience when we're dating men. Um, and so I know Erica is typically, she's, she's on here a lot. Like she does, we do a lot of um, Facebook lives and, and YouTubes and things like that. And she's also in, I think she's in South Carolina or North Carolina, close to South Carolina. Right. And so we talk about some of the common issues that we have in dating, just the dating piece. Mm -hmm. And so there is a power differential for, for men, for one, um, when they look at a certain level of income that a woman, you know, is creating an opportunity for her to make. Not even mm -hmm. the, the money that she's making. He's looking at her earning potential, you know, going into a relationship. And I've been, I've been on dates, believe it or not, when I re-entered the dating arena where a guy asked me to buy him a car, buy him an infinity, <laughs> finance the car for it. And I, I'm sitting there like, this is the first date? And mm -hmm. um, he was serious. Like, you know, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's tossing a joke. Haha, <laughs> that's cute. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, will you buy me a car? And I'm like, why would I do that? You know, thinking to myself, like, what are we doing here? Do I look desperate or something? Like, right. So he actually called the finance company. Oh, they getting brave out here. <laughs> sitting at the dinner table. And I remember sitting in that space thinking to myself, as a woman, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. did you really believe him like because I remember like leading up to the date like he set the date he was just like hey I want to I want to do a late lunch with you that's what he said I want to do a late lunch with you I want to take you out and um you choose the restaurant the place or whatever and then we'll go and I said okay so leading up to it I was just like you know I don't know I may have to cancel because my sessions were kind of running over that day and I was kind of exhausted. Mm -hmm. 
And so he was just like, well, you know, it's all right. Actually, I've been spending time downtown going to see the Coca-Cola factory and all this extra stuff. He gave me a bunch of excuses. He was like, since you're going to pass this train station on your way, why don't you pick me up? Red flag number one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting in this space and I'm actually believing this dude, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not really thinking about anything at the point, you know, nobody's thinking right. that he's trying to run game on them or that he doesn't have his own vehicle. And this is it. Right. If you right. live in the Atlanta area and they're on the belt line, then a lot of people don't have a car. They'll just take right. the train. So I was just like, okay, that's, that's fine. So then I'm like calling my sorors and stuff like, girl, listen, <laughs> if something happens, just know <laughs> this mm-hmm. is his photo, his name, his number. <laughs> I'm turning on my locator, everything. Um, and so it's just like, okay. And trusted him up to that point and then realized in that space, like, wait, this guy really doesn't have a car. Mm. Like, and you don't want me to just buy you a car. Right. If the date were going well, if you hadn't catfished me and because he just right. wasn't what he yeah, no. Guys do mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. But he wants me to buy him an infinity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Not so, just like a little hoopty to help get him around Atlanta. Right. So you want an expensive car at that. You don't want, you don't want just a simple car. Mm -hmm, You want mm -hmm. a luxury car and you're asking a woman that on the first date. So for Mm -hmm. me, I'm thinking to myself, I remember thinking to myself in that space. And I think I talked to Erica last year about this too, (laughs) but I was just like, what gave him the impression that he could ask me to buy him a car? Right. Right. And so I think to myself, like the number one question that comes to mind is, okay, what are we doing as a culture of women Mm -hmm. to cultivate that type of ideology in our men to where they think that that's okay? Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I ask that question. And it's, it's just like, okay, so when you get to a certain statute, because I know like, you know, guys ask the question, what do you do? And for me, after that experience and maybe a couple of more experiences, what I've learned to say is that, you know, I'm retired because I am retired army before I became a clinician, mm-hmm. marriage and family therapist. So I just stick with the retired piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let that walk through the door first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm, I look like I'm, I'm entirely broke out here in these streets. Right. <laughs> like, so I don't know what it is about, you know, and, and I feel like a healthy question for the, the first date is definitely, hey, what do you do for a living? Um, mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? Those kinds of things. Because I feel like that tells you a lot about that person's life commitments and their drive and thing like that, things like that. So that's why I ask that question because I feel like now I don't know if that's a really appropriate question anymore. Right. Yeah. Especially after that experience. Right. Yeah. So do you feel like high expectations of women equal we're bougie or we'll be single for the rest of our lives? How do you feel about that? 
In terms of black women, yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a new archetype that's been created for us, um, especially if you have higher level of educations or if you have a higher paying job, you are expected to be quote unquote bougie, or I feel as though um, you are expected to only be interested in people who can compliment you. And I don't feel like that's always 100% the case. Um, I do feel as though there are a lot of women who date down, and I hate to say it that way, I hate to say it that way, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like they, I feel like women in general, but more specifically Black women, have kind of been trained to accept less than what they're worth. Oh my God. Um, and I don't really, I'm not sure if this is completely answering the question that you just asked me. I might have just went off into like a little tangent here, but I feel as though because we have been trained to do that, we have been trained to help the one who is struggling, quote unquote. And oftentimes that can be our man or our significant other. Um, and that can in a way harm us because if I have to help you, how am I going to be able to make sure I'm help helping myself essentially or keeping myself afloat? Um, and so I feel like you know, in terms of having established Black women, I think that there is definitely a certain level of um, projection that is put on them in terms of being bougie or being stuck up or being difficult or hard to deal with, things of that nature. So tell me this, out of all of your experiences, do you feel like the ideal guy for you should be a another clinician? No. <laughs> and I only say that because I found in this field specifically, either the men are older, they're mm -hmm. already married, um, or they are not interested in the opposite sex. And a lot of them tend to be full of themselves. I don't know if you've ever like picked up on that or like noticed that. Okay, so. <laughs> Did I take it too left? Oh no, that's, that's, that's perfect actually, because see, here's the thing. Here, here's that other piece. When we say that, that these guys are full of themselves, that equates to the previous question that I asked you about us being bougie as women and our expectations being right. unrealistic and too high. And so it's like, oh, she's setting her standards all the way up here. And I'm like, all the way where? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't understand that. Like, help me understand what you mean and how, how well or how little you value yourself as a man because right i feel like we have basic expectations right right the only difference sometimes i feel is that as women who are clinicians now we have moved to a different level of understanding of what optimal compatibility looks like and so mm -hmm. now we're thinking okay what are some of the things because we know that it's no longer about the type of man that we want and so we know that we can't create the perfect man. 
but right. we know that it's more important for us to look for the things in a man that we know we cannot live with so that we right. can get them out of the way so we're in a place to receive our king and it's like mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. she's bougie because <laughs> she think i'm supposed to step out here gold suited and belted and booted and i'm like mm-hmm. okay yeah, no right no. We expect you to be acceptable exactly. right? and, and able to meet the expectations that we have set as women. And hopefully the culture is backing us of our mm-hmm. man being a provider, a leader, a motivator right. of greatness, you know, right. somebody who's walking in his purpose and in his power so that he can lead us the right way, you know, and in the right direction. So... Mm, I, I kind of sometimes feel like clinicians in this field, I've dated probably hmm, maybe two, two guys that were therapists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were definitely filled, filled with this whole idea of themselves being extreme and grand and amazing and and one of them Mm -hmm. i'm not lie he was everything but that other one Mm -hmm. no yeah (laughs) he's a big (laughs) like i can't i can't even you know how you you're like you don't want to You know, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to say anything bad about you, but I can't really say anything good about you either. Right. And so he became that kind of guy. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I think that when we're trying to cultivate ideal unions with ourselves and other people, it's about compatibility, but it's also about respect and knowing that you're Mm -hmm. not entering into something where you're now going to get bamboozled kind of like how I was on that date right right (laughs) right so um I think it's not that we have too high of an expectation or unrealistic Mm -hmm. expectations I think that men have to go back to that first question that I asked about us creating that climate for them, I feel like mm-hmm. now move to a space where they're so accustomed to women in general placating. Oh my God, yes. Right. Yes. And just saying whatever it is that they feel will shut them up or get what it is they want from them. Mm-hmm. And they're so accustomed to that, that now they cannot accept it when they are formally and in a, a proper way rejected. Right. Because here it is. I'm going to give you a respectful rejection. You're still a king, but you're just not my king. And so what that looks like is I really appreciate your diligence, time, respect, authenticity, transparency, but Mm -hmm. have a great day. Yeah. Because then now we've got to be every bitch, every hoe, every slut, everything negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah everything well I wasn't even all that interested in you in the first place and it's just like they try to like put you down exactly men are not good with rejection at all they're not but you know and and it's nothing to nothing to kind of tear down or take away from our black men but I do feel like Mm -hmm. my experiences with men outside of my race have been much more positive when it was time for me to reject them Mm -hmm. than the black men 
because even if from a distance you're dating for, so that you can protect your interest, that's what I call it. Mm -hmm. So you can play process of elimination before you even get to the table and are wasting your time. Right. Qualify the man for a seat at your table. He should be qualifying you for a seat at his table. Mm -hmm. And these are things that not only do I teach in psychotherapy, but th those are things that I apply to my own life and, and to my adult children, to their lives and the, you know, the information and advisement that I give them. And so when you're doing that, I don't feel like these guys should have any type of negative feelings about that rejection because it's not even personal. Exactly. Like you barely know mm -hmm. me. Exactly. You know? So I think it's definitely more like of an, an ego driven thing. Um, and I think for them, it's one of those things. So they kind of say like, when a man looks at a woman, he knows if he can afford her, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like he can tell if she is someone that's going to be like outside of his level. I heard and that. And so I feel like when they do approach women or engage with a female who they feel is reachable for them. If she rejects them, I think that is just like an even harder blow to their ego. Does that make sense? Because then yeah, it's almost yeah. like, well, who do you think you are to to not want me type of a thing? And and you know what? When I say I agree wholeheartedly with that, because what I have experienced, I've had I've had one guy that I dated and he was oh man, he was he was a good fit for the most part until I found out that, okay, he had gone back to smoking. Yeah, that's a no-go for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so, <laughs> but he was so interesting to me, you know? And I remember him telling me initially, like, I knew from the day that I walked into that restaurant and I saw you that you weren't gonna let me, you know, get through and date you. I knew that you weren't answering the phone anymore. I'm like, wow, wow. why would you get, you know, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, like, what did I do to make you feel that way? Thought we had right. a great first date. We connected. He was funny. I'm mm -hmm. like boring mm -hmm. as ever. So <laughs> if you can make me laugh and get outside of my work, you know, then you just might be it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like, literally, he had those insecurities, and those insecurities, I think, for me, are definitely what made me say, okay, yeah, I got to hit the eject button, because I totally believe in a woman adding to a man's value by way of reassuring him and sometimes giving him words of affirmation from time to time, but I'm mm -hmm. not going to placate you. I'm not going to come up here and try exactly. and make up for the last chick that hurt you. <laughs> You know, because exactly. I'm not, I'm not allowing that to happen in the relationship where, where I'm right. connecting with you. I'm not having no baggage mm -hmm. come to the forefront and say, well, you know, so-and-so did this. And so mm -hmm. since he did that, that I got to hold you accountable. Right. You know, right. but so I sometimes think that the baggage that men bring to the table, whether it's their finances and, mm -hmm. and that position, because I feel like when a woman does earn more, they feel less than right mm -hmm. right and i'm thinking to myself like what are we doing do you think that there are there are some things that we do as women that maybe unsubconsciously lead to the emasculation of men i don't know um i would say in a lot of ways yes but i don't think it's a hundred percent happening like subconsciously 
I think there are a lot of instances where women are knowingly and intentional, intentionally emasculating their men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a, as a culture, as a society, like specifically within the black community, I feel like it's one of those situations where because women have been taught to be so like hard and strong and happen to be able to handle it on your own, it's one of those things where even if I had someone who was able to assist me or able to help me, I don't know if I, I'm going to be completely honest here. I don't know if I would be able to 100% accept that. Okay. Um, And so that would not be like an intentional thing. It would be a subconscious thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, I can, I can help out with this or let me help you with this. And it's like, I'm just so used to saying, no, it's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get it done. But then you have some guys, they've just been babied their whole lives by their mothers and their grandmothers. And it's like, they just don't even try. <laughs> That's right. I, I agree. It's, it's, there are a lot of guys who feel like it's not their responsibility innately for them to step into any place of volunteerism. Okay. Right. right. Like I'm not volunteering myself to pay any bills. Right. I'm not um, volunteering myself to do anything. I'm not volunteering at all to even pay for the first date. Like a lot of those things. And I feel like a lot of guys, you see all of these posts around here accentu- accentuating, should I say, the idea mm-hmm. of the man not being what the vast majority of women are expecting out of men, I think because right. I don't know, it, maybe they're thinking that because women have stepped into a place of independence Mm -hmm. and they're able to work and earn Mm -hmm. that negates their responsibility to be leaders, providers, and protectors. And I'm not really sure how they get that from that. Right. So how do you feel about that? Um, I think it can definitely be a sense of um, a man feeling as though they are not needed in that capacity or like in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some men who, even if they feel as though they're not needed in that respect, they will still show up in that that role. They'll still be there regardless of whether they feel like their female needs them or not. But then you have some men who are just like, oh, hands off, she don't need me. I'm gonna go right. do my little thing right. over here. Honey, call me, you know, if you need me to come over and beat somebody up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it definitely just depends like on the guy, but also where they are in their life, like financially and where they are in terms of reaching their own accomplishments. Um, I think for some men who just lack ambition, to them, it just doesn't matter. And I think a lot of times for guys who are okay with not contributing to the household in any way, shape or form, um, they are still in a weird way expecting to have like some type of authority or voice or control in the situation. But it's like, why should you be able to say or do whatever you want to say or do when you're not even contributing or helping in some aspect? Like you're, you literally don't have a job. You aren't even paying attention to the kids right now. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> so, and, and that part I think is like a huge, that's a huge topic for discussion when you talk about 
what is he actually adding, you know, as far as the value mm -hmm. that, that he's supposed to be adding to my life? Like what energy is he evoking inside of me and right. you know, for me to project out? Like, how am I seeing his image reflect in the things that I'm doing and the things that mm -hmm. our household is striving in and in those areas? And the thing is, I think sometimes we just don't see the value of the guy. Right because they're not attributing value to our lives and they're just not doing it in the way that they need to be doing it. I think mm -hmm. sometimes guys feel like they're in this place where, oh, well, I'm not earning as much money as you and you earn more than me. So it makes more sense for you to pay the bills. That right. should never be the case. Right. You know, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking to myself, like, who raised you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I don't care if you are only making $50 a day. As right. a man, you should want to say, I'm taking care of my household. Every mm -hmm. dime that I'm working for is going into my household. Because right. I, I feel like that's what creates that personal self-worth within the man. Mm -hmm. He feels like he's, he's working from the position of the man. Does that right. make sense? Mm -hmm. So the other one that was kind of like really huge on the list of questions that were asked from the listeners was if you're in a home with a man who has disability, mm. can you have a joint checking account with him? If you know for sure you earn way more money. I mean, but what type of disability are we talking about though? Because there's levels. <laughs> there's different types there. of disabilities. <laughs> there's levels of disabilities, dude. Like, you're not going to be able at home if you just got a little slight disability. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Realistically, let's, let's, let's navigate that area. So let's see <laughs> if a guy has... And, and for those of you who are watching on the Facebook Live, let me know what exceptions you feel like are okay for a guy who has a disability and isn't bringing in any income other than disability income in the home. You know what? And some of them don't even file for disability. So do you guys think that a guy who doesn't file for disability but has a physical or emotional or mental disability that's living with a woman do you guys think that he should be treated as any other man in the system that's providing? I'm, I'm curious right. about that. So, so mean, let's I, talk about those. What type of disabilities do you feel like are okay? You can sit home, <laughs> but you need to be doing X, Y, Z. I don't know. I mean, so there are different classifications like within the social security disability realm. So it's like you can have a certain type of disability, but you're still able to also work a certain amount of hours and maintain the, the disabled status, right? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of sharing a bank account with an individual who might be disabled, um, I feel like as long as it's not a situation where I can't trust their judgment when it comes to handling finances, I don't think that would be a problem. Um, and maybe that's kind of like what I meant when I said it's levels to this, because, you know, um, I need to be able to trust that my partner has sound judgment when it comes to making, you know, life choices or big decisions. 
decisions or like financial choices. Um, I feel like the realm of having like a disabled partner though, it can just be so difficult because I feel like there's this one aspect where people just don't want to admit that they have something that's wrong with them and they're physically not able or capable to um, contribute to society or even to their household. But then at the same time, it's like, if I'm the only one who is supporting this household or this family structure, this unit, and you literally have a reasonable issue that we could be getting assistance with because you're not able to contribute in another way, why are you not doing that? Like, why are you, you know, that to me doesn't make any sense. And I feel like that could cause like a form of resentment as a partner or as a spouse. Agreed. Because I feel like sometimes we don't really even acknowledge how much we as women feel, I don't know, betrayed when we're stuck in situations where the man is not meeting some of the basic needs of the household. And and we we look to them for for that, right? We look to our to our men to to maintain our households, to provide for our households, and to make sure that we have everything that we need so that we can do our parts, right? Right. So that leads me into my next question. The statement has been made by several men Mm -hmm. that women, if you remove sex from a relationship, a woman has nothing to bring towards to the table and if you right 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 i've heard that i've heard that right and so and if you remove money from the system Mm -hmm. find a way out of the relationship she'll moan and complain and eventually bye guy Mm -hmm. so what do you think that what what do you think happens to those men with that energy Mm-hmm. when they're presented with a woman who's independent, has her own money, has her own business, and is, mm-hmm. is financially sound. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the men who have like that mentality, I don't You froze on my end. Can you guys still hear her? Okay, I think the stream is coming back up. Um, Give me just a second, you guys. The weather is not going to allow us to be great today, right? So 
we will wait for our wonderful guest Ernestine to come back through here and in the interim we'll continue to um, have this discussion so I'm going to check in and see what I got here from Michelle I'm going to type a reply to Michelle. So Michelle, why don't you elaborate for me so that I have a clear understanding of which area you're, you're feeling like whatever. Is it, a, is it about the having the joint bank account with a guy? Let me let Ernie in. Sorry about that. Yay, sorry. No problem. I think it's the storm. Oh, is it storming your out where you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was asking a question um, to Michelle, trying to see basically, you know, how she feels about some of the things that we've been discussing over the course of the video or whatever. And I think she's commenting towards um, the comment that uh, the, well, the discussion part that we were talking about the having a bank account with a mm -hmm. guy, but we're going to see. So, but go ahead. You were elaborating. Um, yeah, I think, um, what were you talking about? I think saying about like the, the mentality of some men who feel like if you take the money out of the relationship or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that type of man, regardless of what race he is, um, I don't know if he would be able to handle a female who is financially stable and independent on her own. And so I wonder if he, if he would be the type of guy who would intentionally seek out women who were like less secure financially. Okay, okay so that, I think that's similar to what she's saying. Um, she was saying, she, she heard the statement about the men and the women being with the independent women. women. So I think that she's, mm -hmm agreeing with you <laughs> because but I don't know why I don't know I don't know why a man would feel less secure in getting something that he feels like he deserves because I feel like when they make statements like that they have a certain level of energy that is moving or navigating towards devaluing what the vast majority of women claim to be bringing to the table and for the most part from the male's perspective and I think they have a very important Important perspective to be presented. I just feel right. like sometimes it doesn't get presented because they lack communication skills, often just naturally. Right. Right. And I think that also goes back to the way that we condition our young black boys. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like sometimes we we silence them and we're like, no, don't cry, you know, or no, don't do this or stop whining like a girl, things like that in the black community that we've done for so long. 
push right. them to think that it's okay for them to suppress what they actually feel and defend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And project that energy into something else and in a different way. Um, right. Choice says women always say that, but that's not it. When we're talking about good men, not deadbeats. Uh, okay. Choice, you're welcome to join the video then if it's too much to type. <laughs> but so let me see. Let me see if I can find the invitation to send them a link. But so here is my thing. I think that sometimes we we don't create a safe space for them to communicate. And when we don't do that, mm-hmm. our part is left unfulfilled and they don't have a platform to even try to communicate what their expectations are um oftentimes we Mm -hmm. don't know because different men are built differently and i think Mm -hmm. like choice is saying that we're that's the difference between a good man and just other men yeah like there is essentially a difference in the way that a man I don't know, considers what relationships or ideal relationships look like and their role in relationships. Mm -hmm. I just feel like sometimes we're not giving them space to communicate what they are actually looking for in us. And we have our own ideas of what they're wanting. I think there's there's definitely like a lot of truth to what you just said in that respect. Absolutely. Hold on a second. I'm going to copy this invitation. But do you feel like he's right when he says that we are comparing the typical guy to what is considered to be a good man? I'm going to say yes and no. Only because there are a lot of of quote-unquote typical guys how do I say this <laughs> without being like offensive um how do I say this okay so the way like I look at this is there is a certain caliber of man that I would consider to be a quote-unquote good man. Um, I think that in terms of what this individual is mentioning, like comparing that type of guy, a typical guy, um, it can be unfair. But I also think that there are a lot of men who portray themselves to be of um, that good man status when really they're just like typical guys but because they seem to be more stable financially or because they seem to have more going for themselves. Am I allowed to like say curse words? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Okay, so if we take it from the viewpoint of, from personal experience, I have dealt with a lot of, I I won't actually say the word, but I've dealt with a lot of F boys, right? Mm -hmm. There was one particular guy who I was like, oh my God, like, he might be the one, this is going to be perfect, you know, he, everything, everything, but in reality, he wasn't what he portrayed himself to be, like, he was still an F-boy, he was just an F-boy 
with money or he was an F boy that had his life together. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think definitely in terms of trying to take the, the archetype of like the good man and comparing him to a typical guy, I get what they're saying, but at the same time, it's so many typical guys who would fool you into thinking that they are that quote unquote good man. And so then so, I think that, that kind of can. So um, Travis, how do you feel about, about that? Because he just said that um, what basically what I was elaborating on about the safe places, um, he said mm -hmm. that's true about safe place to communicate because he says uh, Ken was not men if we express something oh i think it means that they're not men or we don't think that they're men if they're expressing some of the things that they have to express um right. and michelle was saying that she agrees with you with what you were just elaborating mm -hmm. on now i do feel like when we are tr attempting to oh it's okay choice when we are attempting to create safe spaces for them they have mm -hmm. to be more than willing to walk into that. And so choice, that's, that's my thing. You have right. to be willing to be vulnerable. And as you guys know, like mm -hmm. from watching my um, messages, I just, the, the link is in the comments. Let me pan it so you can see it. Easily. Um, so my viewpoint on that is I feel as in terms of like the parenting aspect when it comes to men, I think not allowing them to have that space like as a child is definitely um, harmful for them in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also harmful to like their future partners because me personally, if I'm in a situation with a person that I'm in a, a partnership or situationship or relationship with, mm -hmm. I want you to tell me how you're feeling. I want you to tell me what you're thinking. And because they have been conditioned to just like try to brush it under the rug or just kind of keep it moving and not really just I'm fine and just walk away. That is so frustrating as a, a partner or as a significant other, because it's like I'm literally here trying to get you to do that and you're not doing it. Right. And do you feel like sometimes the men, because you are a clinician, do you feel like they sometimes say to you, Oh, well, don't therapy me because I've gotten that so many no, times. Dude, like this is my regular, this is, this is regular schmegular me. When, when mm -hmm. I was just a practicing MD, this is the same way that I was creating space for, right. you know, my man to tell me what it is that he's feeling. I think that's kind of normal. Like what kind of women have you been with? That's why I asked the question about we as women as a society of women culture of mm -hmm. women, especially black women, are we creating this space where the men don't feel like they're valued in, in you know, mm -hmm. in, in every way that they should be, you know, versus mm -hmm. our value for them? Because what, what, the, what the guys are saying basically is that we only value their money. Right. Well, yeah, right. I value your money. <laughs> I'm, I'm still looking for a guy who makes more money than I do. And if you do, right. then I'm like, let me move out of the way. You know, let me move out of the way and mm -hmm. let you, let mm -hmm. me see how you can provide for me and take care of me in the way that I've taken care of me so well. My kids right. so well over these years. You understand? 
And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. And, and, and my thing is, they feel like that is arrogance. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's me right. hoping that you can step into this space as an alpha male. Exactly. Anchor this ship. Exactly. That's me giving you your go. Like, this is your yeah. go ahead. Exactly. So you either gonna put up or you just gonna shut up. Like, go ahead. <laughs> look, look. I, so Michelle said that's a Jerome type of man because Jerome was a fuckboy. Got the got. <laughs> <laughs> got his shit together but was still doing fuck shit so when I meet a man that put me in the mindset so I say this is the Jerome syndrome <laughs> I like that I like it I am with it okay mm-hmm. I am all the way with mm-hmm. it we're gonna call that Jerome syndrome look I was doing a I was doing a recording earlier today and I, you know, and we talked about on my podcast, how some people have, including my kids, my younger kids have coronavirus mm-hmm. quarantine syndrome. I made that up, but it's very much true. Mm-hmm. Like he just wants to get out of the house at any, any cost, any cost. Okay. Mm-hmm. He don't care. Mm-hmm. Going to the store. I'm coming too. I'm like, no, you're not going to the store. It's coronavirus. <laughs> But yes, I like that Jerome syndrome. Loving yes, it. Yes, that's exactly what that was. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can send choices link in his email. So what was the other one? Do you feel like the lines of communication can become extremely disrespectful amongst Black men and women in relationship versus their response to other men who are not black if they're dating them um oh well when you throw that piece in there i think the communication between black men and black women are just disrespectful period um and we can sit here all day and try to take it back to like what happened back when slavery and everything was involved i think black men have become accustomed to downing black women and valuing other women outside of our race. I feel like Black women have a tendency to also down blend, but I've never heard it in a situation of they put Black men down, but they uplift other men of races. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's like a societal, new cultural thing, and I feel like Uh, I don't want to get like all up into it, but I feel like when it comes to Black media, you have to also consider like we have rappers, Black male rappers who intentionally do not put Black women in in their videos. There was a time like when I was growing up, all I saw was like Black video vixens. And now if you can show me one, I will give you $100 right now because I don't see them. And so I feel like now there's this thing where, you know, black women are so ratchet, black women are this, black women are that. I prefer white women or I prefer Latino women. Um, And I think that that definitely gets into that communication factor. I think also as a result of that, the black women who are quote unquote, the good women, I guess if that's how you want to say it, we feel like we don't have a choice but to start dating outside of our race because we are literally left with the non-good black men. Does that make sense how I said that? 
when you said non-good black men, tell me what you mean by that. I think what I'm trying to say by that is like the, the black men who don't have ambition, the black men who are okay just sitting on the couch all day and not taking care of the kids while you're at work. But he also wants to have your car while you're at work. Ooh. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, that one. <laughs> Ooh no. <laughs> you know, and so Ooh. I feel like that's why I said earlier, like, I feel like as professionals, mm-hmm. we either have to set or we have to try to find it elsewhere. You know, because it's like, like I said, they're either old in my, for me, I'm about to be 32. So the type of man that I'm looking for, if he's not already taken, whether it be a black woman or another woman of a different race or culture, um, he's going to be significantly older than me. I don't have Mm -hmm. no babies. He's going to have at least two kids. (laughs) I don't want that drama in my life. (laughs) He said he's going to have at least two kids. At least I've been there. I've done that. I don't want to do it no more. Um, or, you know, he's going to be interested in the same sex. And I hate to say that, but that's just where it is. You know, that's my reality thus far. And so I feel like I'm now in a position where, okay, I'm going to have to like start looking at men of other race. Um, but I think that there are quote unquote bad men in any race. Yeah. Um, but I think because black women, and we can even argue and say that it's because there are sons, it's because that there are brothers. I feel like black women have like this sense of loyalty. Not all black women. I'm not speaking for the collective because mm-hmm. there's some out there. They just, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I feel like for the ones of us who do, it's like, because you are our sons, because you are, you know, you come from us, we try to remain loyal and we try to stay within that, that race. Yes. But sometimes yes. you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I went completely left with that. Hope no, I didn't. But no, you're per- you're perfectly fine. Because here's the here's the larger problem. For me, I see. I I see what comes out of that. You know, and you too, as a mm-hmm. therapist. So we mm-hmm. see the damage that happens in the black men that present themselves for therapy, and and the point at which they do present themselves Mm -hmm. for therapy because they're not going to be in therapy if they feel like they're at a certain level in their lives. That's how we're creating the narcissist. And I special in narcissistic personality disorder, like the, all of the narcissistic men that I have um, seen that are black men, it's because of those insecurities they've developed as Mm -hmm. a result of seeing their truth after they were made to feel like they were Kings when they were wrong. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so us codifying them instead of holding them accountable. And we do that even now to this day. Um, and, and those are the things that I feel like damage our men longitudinally. And it's like, we're not really contributing mm-hmm. to the value of the man. And we want to complain that we're not getting what we're, what we're expecting out of them. But as women, right. as a culture of women and black women in, in this climate, the parenting piece is missing because you're either removing the father by way of things that you're doing that are not necessarily savory, or you're removing mm-hmm. the father by way of you saying, oh, I see you as a money machine. So just pay me my child support. Right. You can't see your child because you moved on with another woman. So it's a lot right. of that. It's a lot that contributes mm-hmm. to them being the way that they are. But I have no problem mm-hmm. with 
If you if you want to date a guy that's older, girl, go ahead. <laughs> Give me a 70-year-old man that's got his stuff together, okay? <laughs> so, hey, Choice, you guys, let's welcome Choice. How you doing? Hi. Hey, give hey, us hey, some of the male going? energy here. Give us, give us some of this some male energy. energy, okay? <laughs> I could dig that. Rest in I your masculinity. I could dig that. I could dig that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm listening and I'm hearing what y'all saying. And, and you know, some of, some of it has some truth to it. Some of it, I have a little pushback, you know. Um, you know, so, some, of the, some of the things that I see the complaint it's about is some of it's wrong mm. you know, sometimes we make sometimes we make, you know complaints or there's problems because it's the wrong man sometimes it's the right man just the wrong time you know mm. um and 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 that that goes both ways you know sometimes sometimes we're not ready for relationships even as much as we want them and as mm-hmm. much as we desire sometimes we're not ready for them, male or female and a lot of people get together at the wrong time you know, even though they could have been as right for each other, you know, uh, 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 as they can be, you know, those things exist. So when you're talking about a man who is dealing with an independent woman, a woman, and, you know, mo- most of the women that I've come in contact with, I deal with, I have relationship with kind of woman, um, most of the time their issue was, you know, not, it, we just come into the generation, I think in the past 20, I can't say 30, but you could almost say 30, but 20 to 30 years of women actually having money Mm -hmm. to really make a difference or really kind of sustain a household without public assistance and without, you know, the government or anything else, like, you know, don't have to have payments from someplace. So, you know, women really, you know, just coming into their own as far as knowing what money is, you know, and nobody, it was nobody really there to teach them what to do with money or how to kind of arrange money and stuff like that. So when you come into, when you meet a man and you to tell a man, okay, this is what you need to do. And it's just like, uh, you know, some, sometimes, some, sometimes there's a, there's a disagreement. And if a man kind of says, and, and this is the thing, you know, and I kind of been saying this and, and a lot of men, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, as far as profession, you know, you, you guys are, you know, psychologists and therapists and stuff like that. You know, as far as profession, I'm a, I'm an electrical and HVAC contractor. I work with men all the time. I work with bosses. Most of the, most of the black men that I deal with are run their company. And, you know, we have these personal conversations all the time. And, you know, women are just different now. And it's like women want men to remain the same from, from, you know, uh, uh, I say from the biblical days, men (laughs) provide men. This is what men do. This is what men are. Men supposed to do this. Yeah, sure. And in those days, women stayed in the house, barefoot and pregnant. They cooked, they cleaned. That was it. They didn't do anything. And because of that, you know, that was a little bit of power, you know, because before, a woman stayed home with her until somebody came to marry them. They didn't have no options. They didn't have no choices. They just kind of did that. So, you know, when things change, you know, it was just like, I got, you know, at, you know, it's kind of, it sounds kind of cruel, but this is men. So we talking about women from the women's side, mm-hmm. you know, 
we kind of got what we paid for. <laughs> you know, if we, okay. if we provide it, if we provide it, we got uh -huh. what we paid for. If we That's if we true. giving you a roof over your head and 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 feeding you and and taking care of you and all these things and while you take care of the home or my kids or anything like, we got what we paid for. Um, time started changing, and the more women started making money, the less we got what we paid for. You know, we would get the pushback because you know I have the I got money attitude, so. I'm, I'm on the same playing ground. So, and it's just like, you know what? Yeah, you got money, but it's, it, you know, having money isn't everything. And I think some women started making money, they're everything, you know, and then men started kind of going off of their experience. So they didn't care about what the provider used to be and what things used to be and how they was, you know, we started saying, because a lot of men, I, I know a lot of divorced men and they were, they were that guy. They was a guy who provided. They was a guy who took care of the household. It was all of that. And let something happen in the marriage or the relationship, they came out at that with absolutely nothing. And oh, most men, that most, right most men right now are, you know, that's been going on for years. So what happens? What does men do in our conversations that you're probably not privileged to? Mm -hmm. We we tell our younger boys, dude, don't do it. Yeah. Because if you do this and it goes wrong, you will come out with nothing like I did. And I heard that story a lot. Like, you know, hey, if you give her all, you give her all, you give her all, she's going to take half. And that kind of started happening. So it's just like, okay, if you making money and I'm making money, you know what? You're not about to take my everything. So we're going to have to work something out. And as soon as a man starts to have that conversation, he's not a man. Really, so as then, soon as he adopts that mindset, though, because really mm -hmm. it's like systemic toxicity. Because if you look at it, and it's not just for men. I will be honest mm -hmm. about that. It's not just for men. Women do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen women who are raising women who are not doing their due diligence when it comes to what we're supposed mm -hmm. to be cultivating in young queens. You know, you got the half of these women are having fans only pages and around here twerking, kids twerking mm -hmm. at two years old, wearing little booty shorts and things like that. But then you wonder why it is that so many of your family members and that system of family members raping and abusing, you understand young kids, how that cycle mm -hmm. keeps repeating itself and you're giving into it, feeding it every single day. And when you're looking at these young ladies, you're telling them, go get the bag. So they're trying to cultivate relationships, meaningful relationships from what they're seeing in rap music, you know, mm -hmm. and chasing a bag. So if my body is my worth, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when that same said body starts to de deteriorate down the line? You know, half of these kids that are in their 20s you know, I, I yes. look pretty good. <laughs> out here. All right. You got, you got women's where, where 60 is the new 20, you mm -hmm. know, and, and these kids, they don't even value themselves. Like, you know, you got girls out here with, with no bra on. They refuse to wear bras. So they refuse to cultivate greatness in the thing that they see the most worth in, their body, right? A man doesn't want to mm -hmm. see 
saggy boobs down to past your waistline and you're 20 years old. No, they're not on your fans only page for that. They're on the fans only page to see something perky. Right. <laughs> you know, and uplifting, not sad. So <laughs> you know, it's and 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 you def you definitely have a point there because and I and I and I see it on I see it on both sides as far as you know what 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 men are teaching young men and mm -hmm. what women are kind of teaching young women and then so when you get those two that that come together they have no clue yeah. but and the only clue that they have are things that were said years ago that just don't work anymore you know I mean I'm, it's it's like un unfortunately. I, I think huh? that's partially because like when you said we want a man from the old times, right? And so that's the thing. We we really don't. We want a man with old school values with new school appropriate rules. And so Okay, now a question, question. I'm not mm -hmm. not to cut you off, but question. Um when you say uh, old school values, mm -hmm. what old what old school values are you, are you speaking of? We want them to value their woman, to respect their woman, to protect their okay. woman, and provide okay. for their woman in said household. Okay. And so, okay. what that looks like is old school values, right? With new school mm -hmm. appropriate rules means that we're now in a climate to where that man also understands that she could, could potentially earn more than him, but he's mm -hmm. still responsible for the oversight of the household. And he's responsible you. for cultivating a climate of acceptance in her that this is the means by which we will live. And so, because this is what I can afford. And what that looks like is that man having a conversation fluid conversation with his woman and saying, hey, my earning potential is 40000 a year right now, you know, and this is what we can afford as a result of that. Allowing that woman to move into a space to where she learns to step into her role because a woman is a man's guide and compass. Her role was never just to be barefoot and pregnant. It's just that that's what you guys saw on the outside. On the inside, she was confiding in her man and advising her man as to what decisions he should make to adequately run that household. And that's behind closed doors, which is why so many people don't understand how that's supposed to take place because even though a lot of old people still had that di dynamic, they never taught it to their young men. And so it didn't get retaught and retaught. So the perceptual lens is what has adapted the concept of, oh, well, women were just in the house cleaning, cooking, being barren babies, and that's it. And that's just not it. So and behind every great king is a queen guiding in the constructs of that kingdom and that empire in which he's building. And so, and, and, okay. but wait, in that conversation, when he's talking to her and she steps into that place where, you know, now she's advising him, that looks like, okay, baby, let me go and do some further research so I can see how we can maximize your earning potential. And le here, let's get a joint bank account because that joint bank account is going to contribute to our ability for you to provide and protect this household because that's what that a woman has no problem with submitting to the right male energy it's about not having the availability 
of that male energy out there because they are misconstrued into thinking that what they're supposed to be doing is just making more money than a woman and telling a woman what to do. And that's it. You understand what I'm saying? And I totally understand what you're saying. That, but see, that, that, that conversation, it doesn't happen often. That, right. that conversation, that, that conversation, because, you know, I, I understand you're saying, you know, as far as a male not being able to kind of like, you know, conform or kind of just, you know, really think about that conversation, having that conversation. Most of the time when a man tries to have that conversation, the, the, the woman is, you know, what it is for me, I'm kind of all over the place, but most of the time a man does pick that woman, that kind of woman. And that be, that that be that 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 be the problem, you know. What mm-hmm. I'm saying so, if a man has that kind of attitude and probably and probably can say, "Hey, this is what I have. This is what you have, and this is what we're going to bring together, and this is how we're going to kind of do this." Most of the time, if a man could communicate that, he don't communicate. He don't. He don't. He doesn't get a woman who, who kind of receives that. And a lot of times, when a woman gets get, gets a man who that that they can communicate that to the to that man. He can't even, he can't fathom that. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, most of the time people are picking the wrong people who they can kind of blend with. Because he talks about you, that too. You, mm-hmm. you get, you know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm sorry, I understand we are all kings and queens. We all kind of have that kind of, that kind of thinking and that kind of mental, but everybody is not at the top of the food chain. Right, so I was okay. about to say, now, like, wait, listen, listen, listen. So we're going to clarify that piece right now. You know, just because you were born with a penis don't make you a king. So somebody has <laughs> us out here. Somebody's got to be hey, our so, somebody. Now, we're going to be honest about that. So it's a lot of jokers around here that aren't stepping into greatness and royalty. So everybody ain't a king. Everybody ain't a queen. But it's, it's about getting to a, a place and a space where you understand those dynamics of what shapes right. a king or a queen. Right. And you can learn from those things from people in society. And you can learn to walk in your own power and your own truth in a way that you, you cannot be and don't even want to be judgmental of the next man because it's like, oh, everything is good over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they come over here for help, I got you. But we're we're good over here Mm -hmm. and so and And that's what you see in recent conversations in the news where got all these people talking about will and jada and their relationships this or their relationship that or he's a simp because he knew Mm -hmm. he did this and he did that not knowing what those people's businesses is right right and so you want to stand from a place of judgment your 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 lights ain't even on and it's COVID nineteen. That means the things did not before the COVID nineteen started. All the time. So, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like you got to mind your own business. You got to stay in your lane, and you got to walk in your own power, and not everybody else's. You know, because Which what cultivates an ideal relationship for them might be might not be what works for you, as long mm-hmm. as they are able to thrive in their system, right? And so that brings me to the part of the conversation where I wanted to talk about what creates situationships because she and I, we talked about this, Ernestine, yesterday. What creates situationships and when there is a lack of accountability, 
for that piece of what creates that, we end up repeating that cycle over and over and over and over and over and over. And like you were saying, Choice, we end up in the relationships with people that we really don't deserve to be in a relationship with and they don't deserve our energy. Like mm -hmm. you're occupying space and somebody else has that, that seat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. a reservation for somebody else that's worthy and you're not. And here it is. I'm allowing you to sit there and I'm saying nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, so absolutely not. In my life, you will not be a space saver. You know, <laughs> you will not, you will not, uh, you know, bring that spiritual negative energy over here where you are here screwing the whole world. We won't be doing that. You know, we, no, I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in what you're selling. Goodbye. Like that's, you know, you, people have got to get to a place where they can do that, both men and women. And, and, and that that's why I, you know, I really, I, 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 I'm really not a fan of the finger pointing mm -hmm. because, you know, everything you say, I see on both sides, mm -hmm. you know, and I really don't take, I really don't take a side because sometimes I get on the side of a woman like, yeah, he need to be doing that. Yeah, he need to be doing that. And a lot of times I'm on the side of a man saying, yeah, she need to be doing that. And she need to be doing that. And I just think that we just, we really need to kind of find out how can we find when we do meet somebody and we do get with somebody, whether they have money or they don't have money, what space and time in their life are they in? Are they in the space and time where they can kind of settle down? Or they, are they in this in time where they can say, I, I want to bring it together with somebody or just say, hey, I don't want somebody. I don't want a woman who's making more because sometimes it brings on these negative things that I don't like. You know, um, because because women do things just like men do things without knowing women do things without knowing. And because they're new to money, a lot of things that they don't realize they're doing. Just like when, you know, when we get into an argument, you know, it's like a, well, a first at first of a, a lot of men, a, a lot of men always complain about that. It's like the first thing they bring up is their money in the argument, you know, and it's like, here we go again. So it's just like, you know, it, you, you know, women may not may always say, well, a man can't handle a, 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 a woman with money, but they don't realize in that argument how many times they brought up their money. Mm -hmm. They don't realize how many times when he tried to make a decision that he felt was good for the household, she brought up that money unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So 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 everybody, you know, when I hear a woman says they don't they don't know how to. Uh, uh, men don't know how to t uh, accept a, a woman that's making more money. Sure, we do. It's how you use it. It's how you portray it. It's how you kind of, if you know, if you're belittling. Because if, if we brought up, if we brought up everything we pay for all the time, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a problem, and a woman's going to feel some kind of way. You know, what I'm saying. So sometimes we try not to bring up the money thing. You know, but women don't know how to do that yet because they really just started getting money, you know, and they really just started kind of knowing what the power of money, because now that women are making money and they in bigger positions, I see them doing the same things men are doing, which are being promiscuous, being kind of like, I, you know, I don't attach my feelings with sex anymore. Like I've met so mm -hmm. many women now who don't even attach those things back in the day before they were making money. Their sex and their feelings were like really, really hand in hand. You know, I see women with so? money. I man, I see it all the time. You gotta go. Just, you, just, look, you gotta go a little bit further into history. 
So I, I, I know mean, you're looking I, at, I you're know, looking at know, American just, history. I know you're looking at American I, I, history, but in the, I, I, in the history of humanity. You say, you know, it's, it's first, okay, but you know, we're, we're right now. Okay, okay. You know, the first civilizations, let me take y'all all the way back. First civilizations, okay. women were the leaders. The matriarchy was everything in the world. And it was based off of allowing the man or men to lead in their right. And so what that looked like is women were at the head of various polyamorous relationships, polyandry, and they would marry the sons of a line to keep the legacy going. So she would marry the first kid, the second kid, and the third kid, have three husbands, and they'd be on rotation. So sex wasn't a thing that was about love. It was about legacy and empire building and money and wealth for the family system. And so uh, making sure they, they could cultivate the ideal baby and oftentimes in a West Asian culture, cultures, and they still do that today, where they pick the man that's the smartest, the man that's the strongest. And their idea is to have sex with them within that 24 to 48 hours, and all of them are the father. And so that child is the greatest of greatness. And so that child has all of those attributes, even though it really doesn't make sense. It's nonsensical because that's just not the way it works. But the idea was for them to get pregnant with a perfect child so they could create a Hercules, per se, a God and a son. But that's how things were back then. And even now, and I totally agree with you because, I mean, hell, that slave trade was kind of was kind of was 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 going when they were the the biggest the biggest black men the and, and the biggest stronger black you know black women they put them together so they can breed mm -hmm. these you know so it's just like you know that 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 line of thinking is not new you know mm -hmm. and it, and it has been for generations but you yeah. know as uh, you know as far as our conversation for today and 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 the American but I'm saying promiscuity you you say promiscuity because you're thinking that okay women sleeping with several different men is something that's kind of like new to man but it, it really isn't the reality but see, is but, but, but that's the, the most normative saying, part of it new. all <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying it's not i'm not saying it's not it's it's, it's new what i'm saying the reasons change behind it now right. now it was it's more it's more of a self-gratifying situation because this is what she wants right now and if she's she's going to get what she wants right now there's a you know the, the whole the whole side chick thing i always laugh about that you know yeah. um be, because because they talk about side chicks and and to be honest with you there's a lot of women who don't want to be in full relationships they like you know what i'm okay with this part of it you know mm -hmm. and it's like you know they're like well they're home wreckers and you know because they can't get a man and i see a lot of and i meet a lot of independent women who yeah. would prefer not to be in a relationship and just have that certain part of the relationship that they get that they don't have to maintain full time. They don't want to have to deal with them at night. They don't want to have to deal with them in, the, in, 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 in certain situations. So I'm just like women's mindsets because of money is changing now. That's what I, that's my only argument. So the wait, you think you think it's think because of money, or do you think it's because a woman has now realized her worth, and now she she wants to make sure that she's not entertaining the full capacity of a man's energy and inviting no. him into her space? Because let me tell you, it's some women out here that's broke, but they mm. still would rather be in a situation <laughs> because they know Which, that he ain't it. 
and you know, and mm-hmm. and, 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 I, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's all about money. What I'm saying is the money just gives them that option. And I see more women uh, kind of using getting that option. Now, when they get to now, this is certain spaces in their life. Now we have conversations with people in different spaces in their life. And a woman can have that, be like that in a certain time of her life and then change and say, you know what, now that I've been independent for a while, I've done my thing, I'm feeling kind of cool. I got this house and I have this, you know what, now I want to share it with somebody, you know, and, and not realize that they kind of got into a rhythm of being by themselves. And mm-hmm. now you're trying to incorporate in, especially a dominant man or, you know, if she's good, he's doing good. So, you know, or doing decently at least. So you try to incorporate that man and he try to say something. And the first thing she's going to say is, whoa, wait a minute. I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> you just can't come change every dynamic. And sometimes that kind of, that you get a, a little bit of pushback. So like I said, again, it just brings me back to my original point. I'm not saying women don't, you know, don't to themselves, you know, less worthy or anything like that. I'm just saying the money kind of just gives them more options and they do things that a man would do with money, right. you know what I'm saying? And verse, verse, versus kind of just kind of sit back and just accept it because women used to accept it more because they didn't have a choice. It was a mm-hmm. less of an option before than it is now. No, they, they, you know, because they're making more and because they're doing more and they, and they have just uh, more freedom. You know, with it. Yeah. You know? So, okay, and and so, and this double the double stand the double standard is a little bit less also. Well, fine. I think that that's just something that that happens over time as we evolve as people. Now we stop attributing. And that's, and that's what I believe is happening. To, right. I, we stop attributing the value of of a person's gender to their ability to have sex or relationships. That we start looking at the humanity piece, and and we're human beings. And right now we're in a state to where. Like when we talk about these relationship distresses, the things that prevent us from being in relationships when when women are in a place where they're earning more money than the man, if we really own that, if we really walked into accountability about some of the things, the issues that we present on both sides, I think what that looks like is men would say, well, you know what? I'm not my best version of myself to present to you as a woman to, to draw in your submission. And, and women would admit, I'm not seeing the things in you that I know I need out of a man. So instead of us playing with each other's feelings and getting my feelings hurt, I'm just going to remove the feelings altogether. You see what I'm saying? Because That's too much a, like... <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like it is, but I feel you're like... These, you're giving these perfect... You're giving these perfect world, you're giving these perfect world, you know, explanations. I'm just like, this is not, this is not the world we live in. I, I get it as a therapist. This is what you should be thinking, but this is the reason why they see you because nobody is thinking this. That's and, right. And I agree. I agree. But I do feel like if there is more, and and I'm working on on creating, you know, curriculum for clinicians to help to give people relationship. Um, therapy because the thing is we're not all created equally but there aren't specific theories even as an MFT with over 400 modalities there aren't enough specific criteria that address the deficits in communication and connection in the black community 
because those issues in the black community are just a little bit different than every other society that I've worked with. And, and I've worked they with are. over a hundred thousand couples. So that's a lot, you know, and people of all different types of histories and backgrounds and things like that and conditional elements that contribute to their views on relationships. But the issues that I see that present in the black community are just really different. They just are, you know, and yeah. oftentimes, even the judgment, when we look at this thing societally, people are like, oh, Jada's so wrong. She was still married. Girl, stop. <laughs> didn't, you just, didn't I just see you in the Walmart parking lot, mm -hmm. stepping out of that Jag with the hair all messy, pulling your dress down, <laughs> pulling your panties up, and that wasn't your husband driving it. Okay, so let's get off the judgy, judgy thing. You understand? Like, so hey. <laughs> you were, it's easy I, for I the pot to call the kettle black when nobody oh, man, can see know, the that, pot. That's all okay. the time. <laughs> that's all the time. I, right. I seen, I seen, I seen a post that's, I seen a post that said at one point in time in our life, we've either been, uh, 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 August, we, or we either been Jada or we was Will at one, at some part of our life. Cause I know so many women who dealt with so many men who not divorced, but separated exactly. or just split, you know what I'm saying? So now, now all of a sudden they got something to say, you know, right. about, then, about, about her, you know? Exactly. And my thing is a lot of people are talking about, oh, well, she was dating this very young guy and he was her son's friend and da, 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 da. That's not how they initially met for one. You guys just don't have enough facts. When you have assumptions that are based off of what they presented to you, little small snippets, of their lives to move and deflect upon away from what was actually going on back then when they had him on the show. Yeah, you would have those types of outlooks on the situation. But if you knew more, you would understand more and better how they came to be and what August means by Will gave me his blessings. They were not together in any way, shape, form or fashion. I'm sorry. And a lot of people know that. So if you run, and that's why you don't see a whole lot of celebrities coming on it, because they knew. A lot of celebrities knew because, you know, I'm a person that goes to these various awards and think about it. He's on her hips, but with his hands and she's married? No. <laughs> she was at awards shows with him and everything. I don't know how you guys missed this for like two years. It was like, what are we doing? <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Now it's important. <laughs> but so my thing, hey. my thing is this, when marriages are spiritual unions, forget the piece of paper. And so mm -hmm. when you no longer share that same spiritual energy with your partner, sometimes that marriage has to die in the way that it presents currently so that you mm -hmm. and the other, your partner can remarry each other and create something different. So you can be in a different space. And that's just where they are. And you got to be proud of where they are and where they've made them, you know, their place of sanity and sanctum in their lives, you know? And not a lot of people live a life like that. You have to be the type of people who are moving into ownership of your own feelings. August just isn't there yet. And so, mm -hmm. Definitely not. you know, when you are hurt and that happens, that happens. Even with us as clinicians, if we date a guy and we give him our all, you don't think the man gonna think he walking in greatness and gold? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because he gets to have the woman without all the issues. You understand? Because we're oh, we're moving. We're people that Thanks. naturally. Because I talked to her earlier about hearing the "Don't therapy me," you know, or "I'm not one of your clients," that kind of stuff. But the thing is, it's because we are listeners. We're a better attentive. We're more attentive, should I say, to their needs. And we're listening because we want to really understand them. And we're not listening just because we want to be exchanging dialogue and a conversation. We're literally trying to get to a place of understanding if anything that looks like an argument may present itself. And so it's a different thing to be in a relationship with someone who is a healer. And it's a different thing to be in a relationship with a guy who's a healer because they look different than the females. Because you got that toxic masculinity that may present itself and some of them don't know how to push it off because they've not accepted it yet. You know, I think that in this light, these men have kind of saw how women are growing in a direction that women are growing. And for the most part, men have said, okay, well, I'm going to get there too and see if she still got the same energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's right. That they're just doing it out of spite. They ain't really trying to learn nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear I, I dated, I dated another therapist before he was and and I'm like, you know, and you're a marriage and family therapist. What school did you go to? <laughs> How do you not know the depths of Freud and who continued after him? How do you not know union work? You know, thinking about those things that ground and shape a systemic practitioner. And he has absolutely no idea. Oh, I see. Somebody else was going yeah, to work for you. And and I mm-hmm. and I and I, and I, I, I totally I told I, I see that all the time and, and you know as far as like the whole Will and Jada thing in their relationship I mean mm-hmm. fortunately I mean I I really I really kind of connect with that because you know in in my relationship I I've always you know some of the things that he's said kind of mm-hmm. made sense when they were going through their thing and one of the things that he said was you know and he's you know he kind of keeps saying it and, and I don't know how much how much people hear it but. Jada was unhappy. Mm -hmm. Jada was unhappy with herself for a while. Mm -hmm. And Will kept trying to make her happy by doing all these things for her to make her happy. But, and that's when he kind of said was enough was enough when he's like, I cannot try to make you happy. You have to learn to be happy with yourself. So she had to take a minute to learn to be happy with herself. And Sometimes there's one, there's only one person in the relationship that really thinks that. So, and sometimes, sometimes it's the man and sometimes it's the woman. And until she was able to kind of break away and kind of be away from everything or be away from him and see and kind of reestablish some of the things that was happy with herself, you know, they wasn't able to come back together. And I lived that. I lived that whole, you know, I'm not, I can't say that. I shit, I might've been Will point in time because you know <laughs> we, men, we you know we most men you know have. we we broke we you know we we broke away and she and 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 and, and she did she did a thing and it kind of and in that process she really learned a lot she really kind of you know grew in different forms and it was like and we was able to come together because i could ask the question now i what makes you happy are you happy with yourself and the long and as long and, and as soon as we got to that point we can kind of continue because i can enjoy your happiness i can enjoy you know i can add to it i can always add to it but i can't make it 
Right. You know, and, and it's so many times that we're trying to get with women that really and truthfully, they're doing things, but they're really not happy with themselves. Yeah. You know, so, so they act, so they act just because you're successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think that's happening a lot because sometimes women feel like they don't did these things. They made these accomplishments. I went to school. I, 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 I got a career. I'm making money and I'm still not happy. So, you know what, let me get a man. And then they get a man and they figure out that they're still not happy. So now it becomes our fault that they're not happy because they got money, they got a car, they got a house, they got all these things and they're still not happy with themselves and they can't even admit it. But so the first thing they say is he can't handle me. That's the, and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is that the first thing you run to? I got money and he can't handle me. That's why I just say, I don't like hearing that so much because it's not always us. Sometimes it's a woman who's not happy with themselves that that just use a a flat out excuse and don't within themselves or why they're not happy because money's not making them happy. Success is not making them happy. You know, a lot aren't. So until you find out what does, really, you shouldn't be with a man. You shouldn't you should say, stop, hold on, let me find out, you know, what's going to make me happy. And then I can, I can bring it to somebody. And I honestly believe because women are new to the whole big career, big money, big education and all that stuff. They don't know how to kind of make themselves happy. And then, cause you know, men been doing it for years and we know we're really simple. See, that's the thing. We're simple. You know, mm-hmm. it don't take a lot to make us happy. So it really man. don't. Some, some men, some, 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 some but, a major- men. but honestly, a, a majority of them, it, it doesn't well, hard, take a lot. So, so, so men who you have different men that are in different categories, right? And that's what true. we talked about. We talked about social categories, but also I feel like in professional categories, men are very different. I think there's a lot, a lot of variation when it comes to a man that's doing the, you know, a, who's a medical doctor. Okay. Because Okay. And when I was a practicing MD, hmm, come to Jesus moment. But so like those are different kinds of men. Um, and even in my recent journey, when you're reintroducing yourself to, you know, cultivating the right type of male energy, um, I, I was approached by one of the, you know, male doctors at one of the hospitals. And he was just like, you know, I really think that we should do this. You and I should do this together. I said, oh, okay, well, won't you just tell me what that looks like? Why? Because I know him, right? Because you, you, you think about it. We worked together six, seven years on call one night. I'm like, so go ahead. Just tell me what you think that relationship looked like. Oh, well, you know, you'd have to quit work and I'd be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that doesn't work for me. No, no, thank you. I appreciate that, though. You got another proposal? <laughs> You know? <laughs> those, you know, those those things, those things don't ever work out. And I see them all the time because right. those kind of men, I, and I, and I, and I, and I, I'm told, like I said, I, I know a lot of men. I work with a lot of men and those, those men, and sometimes in those more white collar professions or medical or things of that nature, you know, especially that, 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 that causes a lot of time, they want more of a nurturer. They That's want right. ones that are kind of, that are kind of just be there for them because they need that support. You know, we, we are always in love with the idea of this smart woman who's kind of just taking care of her all. So, you know what we think? If she could take care of herself like that, 
man, she could really take care of me in that mm-hmm. same aspect because that's what I need. And then when they get together, she's like, oh, she's still taking care of herself. <laughs> and she's not taking care of me because herself requires a lot of time. Herself requires a lot of energy. And, mm-hmm. and, and I need more of that time and energy. And most women aren't really, you know, because they took so much time to get where they are, they're not willing to, 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 to give that up for that man so all of a sudden now we got it now we have a a a a a a disagreement you know Mm -hmm. because because you know you're not giving me what i want and he's not giving her what she needs you know what i'm saying so all of a sudden we're not there again but that's again you know us as men and women pick the wrong people for what we need we 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 get more in love with the idea versus what's the actual thing and the actual person Mm -hmm. can get because you know uh, our wants and needs are always two different things yeah that's what i talk to people about all the time your needs should be your your non-negotiables the things that Mm -hmm. you stand very hard on and i know like a lot of people they see me and they're like oh my god like she is that's why i get the bougie thing we talked about the idea of bouginess and stuff earlier Mm -hmm. and i've had guys who've tried to date me and they're they're like what do you mean what what does my diet have to do with us being in a relationship and getting to know each other for one, I like to have a clear direction in which we're going. Obviously, to me, that's what I'm saying to myself. Like, obviously, you can't lead this woman because I'm right. an alpha woman. I need an alpha man that leads from the position of an alpha man. That means he knows what his place is mm-hmm. and he knows how he can benefit by knowing whether or not we're equally yoked in our basic non-negotiables. And so... I don't want a man who's eat seafood. If you sniff it, I don't want you. If you think you smell like it because you work around it, I don't want you. I'm not interested. Ew. Well, well damn. <laughs> okay. I'm just not at all interested. So, and I'm not asking you to give it up. So keep with that same energy <laughs> that you came here with and keep eating it, but get out of my face because I'm not for you. And they're like... I just don't see why I can't take you on one day, one day, because you're going to be wasting your time and your money and my time and my money. That's how I am. So I don't want to smoke her either. Oh, I just smoke one cigar a year. Did you not hear? What you know what I mean? I still so a smoker. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, it's simple things. It's very simple things, but... For me, those are non-negotiables. That means that we're not negotiating contracts around how many times a year you're going to decrease the frequency of enjoying that thing (laughs) for my pleasure. You're not here to make me happy. You're here to be an ideal fit to add value to my life. And you can't add value to my life if you stink. That's just it. (laughs) You you know, you you did. I mean, I can't. I'm not going to get mad at that. But you did touch on something that really touches the nerve of men, which is the list, you know. <laughs> you should have, but yeah. the men should have the list too. Because when I'm uh, asking the, these know, basic questions, literally it's two questions. My first right. disqualifier is, are you a smoker or recreational drug user? Because A, that doesn't fit in my, in my life, my lifestyle. Okay. And I just don't want it. I want you to be of sound mind, body, and spirit when I decide to dominate you or something. And I don't want you saying, oh, she's done something somewhere. 
What? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm, I was I'm not under I, the influence. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, other than, see, but being you, you had me at health. You had me at health. But being that serious. reason right there, that reason right there. Come on. No, come being on. serious now. But being serious, I don't want someone who is who is not of sound mind, body, and spirit when they're making any decisions while we are together in a relationship. I want to make sure I can trust you with my life at all times mm-hmm. and i cannot trust the person who is inebriated i don't care if you smoke a little weed on the weekend no that's still smoking decreases your mm-hmm. oxygen flow in your brain and your cognition is just not what it should be and so and also now you're offsetting your cannabinoid receptors in your brain so as a as a doctor mm-mm what I look like. So those, that's my first question. And my second question is simple. Are you religious or into seafood? People who are religious do not align with people who are spiritualists. I'm a tantra goddess. Like that's what I do. Breathe, eat, sleep, everything. So I'm not going to be with a guy who's religious. That's going to church on Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, whatever days you go during the week (laughs) and and on Sunday or Saturday. (laughs) I can't even figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, so those are non-pragmatic situations that I would be putting myself in and I would mm-hmm. be feeling hella uncomfortable. And so you got to create <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? You cut, you cut out, you cut out like, whoo, about 80% of dudes right Damn. there with just those there two things. That's the pur- yeah. that's no the three, purpose. my bad. <laughs> that's the purpose of it, though. The purpose is to weed out the the vast majority so that I can only receive the king that is meant for me. See, if you make yourself um, available to every man, you will never find your man. Well, I mean, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I told, I, told, I, told I, I, I can agree with that, but sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I know, I know there's, there's a lot of different personalities and sometimes I clash with my black and white personalities because, you know, I'm a gray person. I live in a gray all the time because I believe there's a reason. I believe there's something going on. So sometimes I look for that reason. Sometimes I give it, I, I let that reason have an excuse. Sometimes I don't. Um, the black and white thing, I ha- sometimes I have an issue with because, you know, that's just like you saying, okay, the seafood and the religious, being, being, being religious and spiritual and, and, not smoking and anything like that. Most of the time, the no drugs thing is going to come in the in the, in, the, in the religious guy because he's not going to be. He believes his body is his temple. Right. He's going to, you know. So you don't Agreed. cut. You don't cut. You don't cut a lot of them out. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you know. And because we're, our lists aren't that big, I think that's that's the that's the difference between the man and the woman. Because our list isn't that big, we tend to be open or compromise for some of the things that we say you might not like in us but we like well you know well you might not like this but I don't like this in you but I still love you and I still want you and I still want to hold on you're going to get rid of my hope you're going to throw a baby with bath water because of this meanwhile and mm-hmm. see and that's when we start saying that's when we start get pointing the finger saying well you know what being that you're going to start complaining about me and you're going to throw me out because of this one thing hold on maybe I should throw you out because and then we start name calling and we have a back and oh, forth no, and it's fine like they can have their preferences and that's what i expect a man with no boundaries those are my only ones 
Okay. And so the okay. thing is, a man with no boundaries at all, because this isn't what I'm looking for. This is what I know I will not tolerate. And so you okay. need to know what you will not tolerate too. That's just like a man mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm, I'm just open to everything. And then you're turning mm-hmm. around. Like I talked about domination, right? And and you're in the bed sleeping. Here it is. I stick a dildo up your butt. And you're like, wait, that's not- <laughs> <laughs> I was here. <laughs> it wasn't ready for that one. Right. Uh, hold on. Exactly. Whether or not he on drugs, whether he on drugs or not, that was gonna be a problem. Okay. Right. I hope he's an alcoholic because not for everybody. Some <laughs> men are some men are okay with that. It's not gonna exactly. be a problem for men. I hope he was drinking. If he can't use drugs, I sure hope he was drinking. Cause boy, <laughs> I don't. I just. I, I hope you said that in the first date, cause you know that's gonna. You know? That's gonna. Hey, you know, in the first, please tell him that on the first date. Hey, no, he should say time. that on the first date that those are his boundaries. He Wait, how do you, how does he know that somebody might be sticking a dildo up his ass <laughs> in don't. the middle of the night? No, nope, that's a not a common thing to talk about. That's, that's, that's not a that's not an everyday conversation. Like, neither who is that? right. Neither <laughs> is seafood. Not is the no seafood thing. That's not a common conversation either. Which is why I present it as my boundary at the gate. So as a man, okay. you know that I'm a straight, straight man. I'm a straight, straight, straight man. Straight, straight. Real straight. I don't want you doing it. Penetration only happens if I'm doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. care. I feel, I feel like... some kind of way like you sticking it in when you're sleeping. Like, what's, what's... Oh my gosh. That's, 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 that's rape. I think that's rape. <laughs> I don't it know. would be. <laughs> it would be if he said that was a boundary. Okay, but if he if said he don't say it's a boundary, if he didn't state that was a boundary, that's just sexual play, fetish. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I'm gonna love to meet this guy. That list. I'm gonna love to meet this guy. I mean, I'm. 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 Hey, you. You. You, you got you one player because. <laughs> It's rough. It's rough, okay? Whoa. So, but, but no. Like, you got to be able to state those are boundaries, right? Because that might be an expectation for me. And if that's an expectation for me, it's negotiable. So that means that if I walk to the table with this man and he says, you know what, I'm not into anything going up my butt, then I have to say, okay, well, can we do it once a year? <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> like, okay, you mean not at all, or you mean not all the time? And so, what that means is, I'm searching to find out if that's a boundary. If that's a boundary for him, and it's just an expectation for me, then easily I can let off and say, you know, well, that's why they make blow up dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Choice is like, oh my god, no. I I I don't know where this guy is. Did that that guy you talking about? I have no clue where I have no clue. He can't he can't eat seafood because see, most of the time you want a successful guy, right? Who makes a little bit of change. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we if we make a little bit of change, it's nothing for us to go get some steak the surfing turf. Okay. We got some change. We're gonna get some steak, we're gonna get some lobster, we're gonna get some shrimp. Hey, because I like I like eating that. I'm out I'm out of the chicken phase and chicken fingers and noodles (laughs) and everything like that. I'll Mm -hmm. make a little bit of money. I could put some shrimp (laughs) on the pasta (laughs) and the 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 lobster macaroni and cheese and stuff. You know, I want some lobster in my macaroni and cheese. I I like like really. But I want you to think about that though. 
based off of what you just presented, what am I also weeding out? I'm weeding out the man that has the broke man mentality. I mean, but that might not be the broke man mentality. That's just that's just what he likes. That just mm -mm. that just might be just what he likes. It might be what he likes, but it's also something that he may like just based on only those things that you named. And so just because he feels like he's reached a certain level in life, he now feels like he's got to go out and buy this because he's there. So what that means Mm -hmm. is I'm going to find myself in a relationship with a man that thinks that once he gets to a certain financial status, he can accumulate more debt than we may be able to ever pay back. You understand? So now we're not leaving any legacies for our kids. We're spending everything you got right here at the gate. And you know, I don't want that. I can't, 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 I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater again because of a food preference. That I, I mean, I get, I get what you're yeah. saying with the broke man mentality and, and living. That's just living above your means. But, but liking yeah, a so food, otherwise, how would you know that he lives? Tell me a way for a woman to ask a question and get an honest answer from a man, right? Without uh-huh. doing these things. Because the thing is, I mean, like she'll tell you as a therapist, we might ask you one question, but it's giving us another kind of answer. We're surfing for something. You know what? And, and, and then, you know, one way, some, some of the ways to kind of figure out if somebody's, li- you know, is just to kind of, one, without being specific, you could just know their occupation. Okay. If you know their occupation and then you say, well, hey, how often do you go out? Uh, what part of town do you live in? You can see what kind of car they drive. You can kind of start depicting some of those things seeing if somebody lives a little bit outside that means at first because you never know if they got a settlement you don't know it's, it's so many other things right so it. that's what i'm saying I mean, so you never know where the money came from never, if the you, car you, was you, a you gift if the area throw, they live in was away. out of convenience because that's the, the only thing that was available i'm not gonna throw them away <laughs> for the seafood i'm just <laughs> i'm out of here with the seafood guy i'm out I can't throw them away. completely the, uh, completely the, the, the smoking the smoking the drug use uh, 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 <laughs> and too over over religious. I totally get it. The seafood. I don't know. You might have lost me. I'm just sorry. I, I, you lost. I know. Me. I know. You but that's the point. Bit. That's the point. I want to lose <laughs> as many as I can because it's it. like a game it. of elimination. So you can can't make it. yourself. But see, and I also believe that in America, that's why that's one of the number one reasons that so many people have those negative soul ties. Because you know, I host tantra healing and wellness spas and retreats for people in an abundance. You should, if you could only see how much negative energy presents from sexual related soul ties that were just negative soul ties for them. And that's the thing that energy is, is built up because you allowed yourself to be exposed to those people. I don't even Mm -hmm. allow those attractions to begin because I'm eliminating, 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 and only the right energy, even if that's a negative soul tie that I might, find myself in there with it's it's oh it's one versus a hundred so these women have all these men that they're exposing themselves to because you're not searching within yourself deep enough to find out the things that will prevent you from moving forward in a relationship in a positive way you're just not men too you have to know your worth. And so when a man comes to the table and he has absolutely no hardcore boundaries, if I'm stepping over everything because I'm beautiful, I have a problem. I have a problem with that. And, and they're like, well, why? I could give it up for you. I'm going I'm to give up seafood. No, I don't want you giving up anything for me. 
I want you giving it up because you decided to give it up in your own plight for a different path in your life. Not for Mm -hmm. me. Because what happens is when you start itching for that thing, (laughs) after we've been happily married for 10 or 11 years, you're going to look to me and now your negative energy is directed towards me because you feel like I took something from you. And I never did that. So it's about autonomy, just knowing things about you that set you apart from being able to receive all the various energies, you know, and to be honest with you, after they get into that space where they're they're having those conversations, it's a lot of men who have met those basic, you know, those basic requirements for me, a lot of them. And I still find a way to get rid of them. So we back at the, 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 the list. Like, you, I know you got your hardcore. No, you it's, got no your list. Hardcore. it's no but, list. It's no list. But, 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 but I mean, they work their way out. Maybe, maybe, maybe for, for whatever reason. I can't, I really can't say because, you know, I know that. For, you know, you, for, yeah, for me, it's like, you know, you could forget to open up the door. Mm-hmm. Every time. I'm but very observant. And, 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 I, and, I, and, I, and like I said, I, I, I can see that because I mean, one, you know, just kind of knowing, you know, we, you know, we've always spoke, we always, you know, kind of converse. Now I've, I've gotten to know that, you know, the type of woman that you are, and I, kinda, and I, and I definitely respect it. So, you know, I get, I get those points, but you know, I just kind of say, I kind of say, you know, your, 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 your list of what you kind of look for, you know, it, it's, it's a little tight, it's a little tight, but it's doable. It's, it is it is kind of doable. It's tight, it's, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. But but I'm talking when I speak, and you and you and you and you're very you're very strategic. You're very mentally so. You think your thing, you think you did your thing through. A majority of women don't. So sometimes I believe I believe that you put your thinking or your thought process or your kind of your 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 level of expertise on other women who just don't have that. You know, it's, and they may complain to you. They may complain to you, and they don't have your level of thought process of how they. Because you could very, you could, you see how thoroughly you explained that just mm-hmm. now. Most women can't thoroughly explain why they want what they want in their list and the things that they want. So sometimes they just throw a list out there, and it's just like I want you to match it. Period. Because see, that's you how you and, and that's my thing, and that's kind of where I'm getting to. So knowing what you want is never the answer to cultivating the ideal relationship for life, long commitment. Knowing what you can't live with is everything else should be a surprise every day, and your life should be building, and you should be becoming, and they're becoming because you're constantly evolving. But as long as you got those boundaries there, everything else that comes is a surprise and it's pleasant with that person as you're walking that journey because you're navigating building something special for the two of you and you don't have to be anything for that person. You just have to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And what that looks like is we're just happy. That's it. That, 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 that very few, that, that, that's like a, almost like a video game and very few pe- people reach that <laughs> level in a video game. They, they, they fail. They, 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 they try to play the game, game they play the game and they die. They play the game, they get an extra <laughs> life and die. They get a, they get a second chance and they killed it doing the same, the exact same thing they did a Respond second ago. They killed. <laughs> so, 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 like I said, when, when we're speaking about people, 
And, you know, I just really try to keep it on a realistic version of what you're saying. And I, like I said, I, I, I always enjoy, you know, our conversations and when we converse. But I, sometimes I just truly believe the, the point of view that you come from is just so hard to it's reach. It's hard it. to attain. And, it's, it's, it's really hard to obtain in the world we live in because we live in a microwave society now. It's just like, you You're know, right. text me this, text me this, show me this, a picture of this, a picture of that. What time are you coming over? Hey, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, so it's just like, you know, nobody, nobody really takes the time to converse. <clears throat> nobody really takes the time to have a conversation. That's why I almost said to you, it was just like when, when I was just kind of speaking in the live, I was just like, it's too much to really just text. Yeah, because it's so many, it's so many levels to it. But even it's so many levels to it, and people don't, and people don't take the time out to kind of diverge into those levels, uh, or just say, they, you know, and like having a conversation and say, okay, stop. You know what? Your definition of one thing might be a different definition for me. So let me mm-hmm. see if our definitions are the same. Because you know, you know how somebody meet and be like, oh, I'm a freak. Oh, I'm a freak too. And you know, and just like and, and then we get together and find out, whoa, we are two different kind of freaks because you exactly. like to build those on people's booties and <laughs> and I just thought playing porn in the background was being freaky. Like I thought we just gonna play porn and, and that was it. Like, but <laughs> so clearly, clearly my freak and your freak is two different things. So can we just get a little so so people don't necessarily oh, get a, a a clear definition of what True. you know differences in life are so you know i just i just i just really feel like you know we just really need to speak on how people can 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 come into a situation where they can really speak about their definition and yeah and what it the, means for them because language and what, what, what it means what it, what, it, what it means to them and then and then they can come and have some kind of <laughs> real conversation you know, on what they want and what they don't want before they just throw them away and 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 think about the list that they're making. You know, and and I I, I, feel, I feel like we could do a little bit better. You know, I feel like we could do a little bit better if we do that. You know, that that's that, that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> so, any closing thoughts, Ernestine, for for you as you reflect on some of the things that make it difficult for us to date? when when the woman has a, a little bit of what men consider to be a power differential because i think the thing is about power too with men when they see a woman mm-hmm. earning more even based off of some of the examples that choice gave i feel like they're like oh well she thinks that she oh oh that's who you think you are now because you got a little money you don't know what to do with it you know <laughs> but so <laughs> but so like um, any I other know. thoughts i think it just kind of depends um, I, I think it just still kind of depends like on the man and what his views are, but I think it also depends on the, the female and what her views are. You know, there are a lot of women who do um, mm. make more money and they abuse that power in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of men who make more money and they abuse that power in their relationship. And so I think for me, one of the things is, is that a now learned behavior for women, which is kind of what I think choice in a way was like touching on a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, or is it more so saying I know what I'm valued at I know what my worth is and I know what I'm not willing to put up with and if that means that I have to remind you where you lie in this this income realm um, or where you lie in this food chain then I will do that and I think in a lot of situations, it can be more harmful um, than helpful in relationships. 
because then that is like a form of abuse. It's a form of financial abuse and it can be verbally. Um, that's kind of where I am with that whole thing. Yeah, if that even yeah. answered your question, I don't even know it, if it did. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so choice, it has been great having both of you on and I'm going to go ahead and jump off of here. Thank you guys so much for expanding on our topic. It was a pleasure. Um, Thank you. I think that this is one that we've definitely got to get out there and kind of share a little bit because I feel like if we start having conversations, men and women joining together, having those conversations and taking accountability mm -hmm. for some of the things that we do that attribute to some of the, you know, even misguided conceptions of what the issues are. I think that we can impact the way that society today sees dating, you know, and, right. and values marriage and, and coming together in relationships and companionship because right now I just don't really see a lot of the value out there. Like I said, the guy posted the thing telling guys don't get married. If you want, if you want submission from a woman, then just go get your money up and get fit. Mm -hmm. Who does that? Yeah. So <laughs> choice, that means that you men just don't value yourselves enough. You have no hey. worth. You know what? Honestly, he's, he's that's not, a good point, though. <laughs> that's a good point because I have found, especially like in black males, I feel like black men can be overly like sexualized just as much as black women can be, mm -hmm. especially when other races of female are involved because of a very well-known stereotype that we don't really need to get into. But um, so yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah men might not value themselves yeah i i do i do feel like that but i think it comes from what choice was saying earlier because he gave us the answer essentially in his narrative he said that mm -hmm. the older guys have those conversation that we're not privy to that shape those conditional, yeah those conditional elements of the younger guys where they feel like they shouldn't get married because marriage doesn't hold any weight for them or any value what is it going to do for me? Getting married, I'm going to give half you know, everything it, I made? It, 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 it does, but it, it does. It's more so on along the lines of just protect yourself because it seems like we're not, we're not protected. And, and at the mm -hmm. end of the day, we can lose it all just because we was doing what we quote unquote was supposed to be doing. You know you what? Know, and, and that goes to another um, one of the topics of discussions that one of my viewers submitted a couple of weeks ago. I still haven't covered that one yet. But he talked about, and this came from a black man. And he like wrote me a whole book, girl. He was just like, <laughs> he needed me to delve deeper into the way that black men are no longer protectors of black women because we're out here protesting and the men are protected, but we're not offering protection of our black women. And, you know, during the Black Lives Matter movement, there yeah. was this one young mm -hmm. black girl who was raped and killed um, by a black man. While during, that's what you're doing. You're marching to protect the rights of black men mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. highlight your love for our kings. And, and one of them that you've identified as a king Mm -hmm. has taken advantage of you and taking taking your life and you got to look at that and i'm like that's why i made the comments not every man is a king ownership right right um, and that's something that i've noticed as well you know i feel like 
black women and again i think this also goes to the fact that because black men are our sons because they are our brothers um i feel like we run to their defense and i feel like sometimes that's not reciprocated in the same respect for us from them and that might be a lot of the reason like you were saying choice as to why it is that you guys don't feel protected in the end by your partner woman because she's feeling like you're just not giving her the protection that she's looking for in the relationship Mm -hmm. after she's put out so much energy and protecting and making sure and nurturing that idea of you. And we even saw that in, in the wake of Kobe's death. Nobody wanted to see the fact that he sexually assaulted a young lady because she wasn't black and he had already taken accountability and paid the woman. Mm-hmm. Pay for her therapy bills and everything. Uh, you like, know that now that 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 one there uh, that that's a little, that's a little skittish. That's one that that, that you know. I'm gonna have a little objection to that one because I remember that story very clearly because we 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 kind of some as men we've been in those situations where you know because it was all kind of, that was a pay to get it get it away because. I, a lot of men believe that she consented because of who she was, and but after it got found out, it was just like, "Hey, this is what happened. Let me kind of throw this away because it was a lot of discrepancies." But for for somebody like that, he had to pay to get it away. But that, but I, I, I totally agree perception. with the whole. I, I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot a lot of times, you know, I've seen you know me being in a celebrity world, you know, for a little while, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen how willing that women give away just because I'm in the same, I, I, I used to be a club owner. Some yeah. women used to try to yeah. give themselves away just to get in the club free or just for a drink free. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, but but if somebody finds out what they did, all of a sudden they they, they kind of screaming. So I, that's why I said some things I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I really, you know, don't take all away, but I do, I do definitely agree that we don't protect our black women enough. And sometimes, you know, we get into the minds that, well, y'all doing good and y'all, y'all, y'all seem to be doing good enough because you really don't need me, you know, because when a woman starts saying how much she don't need a man, a man mm-hmm. starts to say, well, they, they fall back. And, and we've been hearing this for so many years, whether we're hearing it from good women, bad women, or in between, that mm-hmm. we don't need you. Or, you know, I'm doing fine without you. And when men hear that so much, they tend to fall back and be like, well, you don't, you don't. You know, and, and, and it's not an excuse. People use it for an excuse. So some people kind of use it for a reason. Everybody has their own. But I think we all need to learn how to protect each other. And not yeah. just kind of say protect the men or protect the women. Just learn how to protect each other. And once we learn how to protect each other and look out for one another, us, our kids, like you know, we lost the whole you know of it takes a village to raise a child. Now it's just like we can't even say something to somebody else's child without somebody say, "What do you say?" I don't care if my child was knocking over every every shelf in the in the in the store. Don't say nothing to him. Like right. what? Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's so, crazy. So, so, that's crazy to me. So, it's so, beyond me. Yeah. So, so like I said, I think we just need to learn that to, to, to take back that saying, you know, just we need to learn how to protect one another and we need to learn how to grow one another without kind of saying, okay, you don't need you. We don't need you because I think money is the reason why we don't need people. And it's just like, that's the least of our worries. Money comes right. and goes. Right. But, so you, you know, can have money and then be real lonely. Real, real easy. 
yeah real easy so yeah. I, I think i think i think i think i think we we definitely need to learn how to kind of protect ourselves whether it's mentally physically financially it's it's it's, it's kind of like all of the above because they all go hand in hand in some form of fashion somewhere totally along agree. the line totally agree mm -hmm. well i'm gonna let you guys go i do have a session okay. coming up here in about 20 minutes or so, all right, so all right. it's been great you guys have an it's amazing rest of your day um and we'll go do. i'll get some work done Enjoy your Tuesday. Yeah, go do some hard work. Make us a proud choice. Hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm trying to keep the world cool with, with the AC, so I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. You guys all take right. care.